0: If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9.
1: Guy Fieri is uh, once again cooking for first responders on the front lines of Northern California's wildfire. Sonoma County celebrity chef made more than... A 1,000 pounds of pulled pork sandwiches Tuesday for first responders battling the Dixie Fire.
2: Guy Fieri prepped and served meals along with 25 volunteers. And this is far from the first time that Guy Fieri has cooked for first responders during fire season. If you remember during Kincaid and Glass fires here in Sonoma County in 2019 and in 2020, the Butte County's campfire in uh, 2018.
1: All right, the Dixie Fire is at over 700,000 acres and is 45% contained as of Wednesday afternoon. This is all according to Cal Fire's Twitter. Well, have some good news. The
2: new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, is going to be released on October 8th. The date has been moving around a lot because of the pandemic, of course, but this release date is set in stone. If you remember, this is Daniel Craig's last time playing James Bond, and to battle streaming services, the new James Bond movie will be a theatrical release exclusively, meaning it's just going to be like any other movie before the pandemic, and it's just going to come out in theaters, and uh, then we can rent it, and we can do all that jazz in 2022. Again, no time to die. The last James Bond movie with Daniel Craig is coming out on October 8th.
1: I think we're spoiled by streaming a little bit now. (laughs) Absolutely. We're
2: like, we want to just stay home. I'm excited to go back to the movie theater. I'm excited to go to the Roxy, to the airport cinemas, and just kind of get back to normal.
1: Well, the ACM Honors Award Ceremony went down last night in Nashville, Tennessee at the Ryman Auditorium. It was hosted by Carly Pierce, featured lots of great performances by Alan Jackson, Trace Adkins, Leigh Ed Womack, Chris Jansen, and many others. Uh, but my favorite part of the show was Ashley McBride. She actually earned a standing ovation from Luke Holmes after she performed his song, She Got the Best of Me. So, ahead of this stunning performance by Ashley, she honored Luke Combs with a very heartfelt speech after he received the ACM Gene Weed Milestone Award. And here's Luke talking about that.
0: I'm 31 years old. I just had my 11th number one song. Thanks to everybody sitting in this audience. Thanks to country music fans is the reason that I get to do what I love to do.
1: Check out the highlights from the ACM Honors right now at Froggy929.com.
0: Amber and Tanner in the morning.
2: They're the first voices I hear in the morning. Makes you forget you're
3: in traffic. Brightens up your day.
0: On Froggy 92.9.
2: Has anyone ever left a gift for you on your front porch? It happened to me recently, and my eyebrow definitely went up. Amber, I'd love to see uh, if you would open and consume what was left on my front porch. I got home from work yesterday, and someone left a bunch of food at the front door of my apartment. I thought, that's kind of strange. It was two water bottles, some stale bread, hot pockets, and a half-used box of cat litter. Oh. And and there was no note at all. And I thought it was nice, but it kind of feels like a bunch of stuff that someone didn't want to throw away quite yet. My question is, one, why my front door? And two, should I
1: trust this stuff? It was probably your landlord. You think so? I cuz she's this person your landlord is probably the only person that knows what apartment you live in. She knows that you have cats. Yeah. She knows that you're, you know, living your life, needing some food. I don't know how to say this appropriately. No, say it however you well, want. Well, I'm just saying. I won't like, take anything personal. She's she's probably thinking you could probably use some of this stuff.
2: Yeah, and if it was Iris, I know she listens to the show. Love you, Iris. <laughs> You're a very sweet person. But Iris would have left me like a text or left you me think a note. So? Absolutely, Iris is very much a note or text person. And so I'm kind of sitting here like this is kind of just a strange thing to leave on someone's front door without a note. And so I took the stuff inside, but it's in a certain part in my apartment where I'm kind of testing it out first, I suppose.
1: I mean, I think the cat litter is probably safe to use. I don't know about all the food. Yeah. They've probably gone bad. Yeah, especially
2: the Hot Pockets that are sitting outside in 80-degree heat all day.
1: You know, maybe the water bottles you could use is an emergency yeah. for something. Water your yeah. plants with them. You don't have to drink them. Of the gift baskets, I thought it was just kind of strange. It is, but you were right. It definitely is just like, okay, here's some extra stuff that I don't need. Maybe Tanner
2: could use it. Uh, Or this
1: uh, random guy that I don't know could use it.
2: I'll be the apartment complex garbage dump, I suppose. Amber, has anyone ever left you uh, a a gift package or anything like that on your front door, just totally random? No, never. Never? This
1: kind of stuff never happens to me. Only to you. Well,
2: it sounds like I'm going to have to put together (laughs) a gift basket. Would you like a couple of water bottles? Maybe some cat litter and stuff like that?
1: I'm good on that. Thank you, though.
0: (laughs) All the things all morning. Oh,
1: literally. Makes me laugh. Amber
0: and Tanner in the morning. Your music all day. It's what I listen to all day. Froggy 92.9.
1: I was at the grocery store yesterday just picking up some cilantro, some limes, and I overheard a grown man say to his partner, I've got a tummy ache. <laughs> I don't know why, but hearing grown people say tummy drags me crazy. That's good for me to know because I have said tummy
2: often, and also- I didn't know it drove you crazy. <laughs> you also say fingy. Oh, I've, I've stopped on this. I don't know. Uh, I don't say that anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I think like hearing like adults say any cutesy words to each other annoys me. And and I have thought about this. I thought about it deeply yesterday. And I think it's because my parents used proper words with me even when I was a kid. Gotcha. And I'm just like, I shouldn't care. It's a normal word. People say the word tummy every single day, right? What
2: about like yummy? Like, that's I yummy. hate
1: that. Oh I can't believe you brought that up. I think I probably hate yummy worse worse than I hate Tummy. Amber, I'm
2: about to make you so mad yesterday. I ate some pizza yesterday. It was so yummy, but it hurt my tummy.
1: I really I can feel the rage. I know. It's like (laughs) Stop, you know? It's like how you feel when you hear people chew.
2: Oh yeah. I I get get the same feeling
1: when people say yummy and tummy. You get blind rage. Dude, (laughs) I can't stand it. So Tanner, do you have a word like this? It's like a normal word. You hear people say it all the time. But every time you hear it, you're just like, ugh, stop
2: it. It's typically words that make me feel old. Like anytime I hear like a young person say, oh, that's lit.
1: I people go, still say
2: that? Ah. People still say that. And I go, sure.
1: let. Yeah, let,
2: dude. <laughs> I'm just like, come on. Please stop it. Okay. I don't know why that word specifically gets me mad, but it does.
1: What's another people? What's another word young kids say now? Uh, what is it? It's like no cap or something. Yeah, no I'm cap. Like, what does that mean? I'm You're like, not wearing a hat?
2: Yeah, you don't have a hat. You don't <laughs> have a cap to your drink. I don't know what's going on here. I feel like such a crotchety old man being like, I'm tired of these kids saying, the no cap.
1: Well, Paulette from Petaluma just sent a message and said, tummy is fine. But the word belly makes me cringe for some reason. Oh, that's weird. Belly. Belly.
2: Uh, Don from Runner Park says, Mine is synergy. It's a buzzword used way too often. I went to a conference once and had a speaker use it every second word.
1: Oh, my gosh. Gotta get that synergy. Synergy. Uh, Brandon from Santa Rosa, he said, Bestie. It rubs me the wrong way, and I can't explain it.
0: <laughs> is that my bestie in a testy? Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy you got a friend in me. What was your favorite toy
2: growing up? You've got a friend in me. Do you still have it? Getting some great responses
1: on With Facebook right now. Jennifer from Healdsburg says, does my horse count? I've had many toys, but most of the time was spent on my horse, Katie. Yeah,
2: totally counts. Love that. Becky from Santa Rosa said, cap guns, and we were playing Daniel Boone a lot.
1: Uh, Sarah from owner park says easy big oven and Barbies. Nope, don't have them anymore
2: in a new survey 55% of people said they love to relive their childhood specifically between the ages of seven and 10 when everything was magical. And I'm happy to say that I have something magical from my childhood. I'm going through a lot of my things right now, getting rid of a bunch of junk, and I came across my childhood toy that I've had since I was six. It's this old Stormtrooper from Star Wars that's a foot tall, and I carry it around with me everywhere. Like, my mom sent me pictures of me carrying it to church to school to doctor's appointments and this thing was like my best friend growing up and I was so happy that I have it and so now it's just a little knickknack in my desk area at home where I get all my a bunch of my work done and uh I'm just so glad that I have it wow it's like a nice little memory from my childhood
1: sure takes you back it's very nostalgic for you I'm sure
2: uh do you have a toy from your childhood and it that was super special to you and uh do you still have it
1: I don't still have it, but I think my favorite toy growing up was this Game Boy Color. Um, for many years, I had played my older brother's like original Game Boy, the big gray one. And finally, one year, my parents got me this like translucent purple Game Boy Color. And you could still put the old Game Boy games in that one.
2: Game changer. And
1: it was amazing. It was yeah. my favorite toy growing up. I, I don't have it anymore. I'm sure it got passed down again. Um, to someone else, but it was the best. I took it everywhere. I had this little, like, pack it came in. Yeah. And I put all the games in there, too, and I'd take it with me when we traveled. It was great.
2: You know, Amber, there's a retro video game store in Petaluma. The name escapes me at the moment, but we can get you another Game Boy Color <laughs> very easily. I, I, I got a guy. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Amber and Tanner in the morning. The only way to wake up. Helps you wake up and you can't move it. She's a On Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9.
1: This baby is all grown up and mad. What baby? Well, it's the baby from Nirvana's famous Nevermind album art. It's all grown up and it's suing the band. It's a man named Spencer Eldon. Now, he claims... The naked baby famously pictured in the swimming pool on Nirvana's groundbreaking 1991 album cover is him and that he's mad. So now he's suing the band and the surviving members and Kurt Cobain's estate. Now, according to a new federal lawsuit, Eldon claims that he could not consent to his image being used because he was only four months old. He also says his legal guardians did not consent either. Now, in his suit, he claims the band also made a promise to cover him with a sticker, but it was never incorporated on the album cover. Now, however, Robert Y. Lewis, who is Spencer Eldon's lawyer, offers an unusual interpretation of the image to argue that the picture crosses the line. He says Spencer having his naked baby body plastered on a famous album cover has caused him to suffer lifelong damages. So apparently reps for Nirvana and Kirk Cobain's estate have not commented on this matter. But I will comment on this matter. So now this man is 30 years old. If he had never said it was him... Never claimed to be the baby on the cover. No one would have ever known it was him. And it's not like people were walking up to him in public and saying, You know what? You kind of look a bit like that baby on the Nirvana album. No, I don't look like I did when I was four months old. I think this is a good way to take something really, really cool about yourself and make it so unbelievably cool. Although it is well played and probably an easy way to make money, he did appear on a documentary about a Nirvana. And Spencer said... I was proud to have done this cover. It is so cool to have done this cover. So I think he must have like rethought the situation and wanted the bills to start rolling in. And what's wild to me is that he claims his parents didn't consent, but he's also saying that his family, he was promised a sticker would cover certain parts of him in this photo. So which one is it? They knew about it or they didn't? Paul from Novato said, Without him or Nirvana would be nothing. Seriously, though, his parents got $200, apparently, and it's a cool story to tell. Should be worth at least one beer in every bar he walks into. Carol from Sebastopol says he has a point. He never agreed to this image being used, but he'd be more credible if he hadn't created a pic for his an- for the anniversary of the Nevermind album. Also, he has a Nevermind tattoo and unsuccessfully tried to evolve involve Nirvana in his own projects. I didn't know any of this either. Um, Andrea from Rotor Park says, would he not just need to sue his parents? Surely they are the ones that gave permission. These are all good points. But if you have anything else you'd like to add, give us a call right now.
0: Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. six three six one hop 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9.
2: Have you ever made a late night online purchase that you ended up regretting? Tyler Farr did. You might know him for a song right here.
3: Gonna my into your bedroom
2: window. He bought a tore up weathered and honestly a sad looking hot tub on amazon at two o'clock in the morning and here he is warning you to never do the same
0: so this was another late night buy on amazon Uh, i suggest all children all adults females and males, to not do it because sometimes it just (laughs) works out really bad just don't folks don't do it had a country blowout
2: Yeah, he's not happy about it. Oh, no. Amber, have you ever been up way too late? You were on Amazon or maybe another website, and you bought something that you ended up regretting?
1: Yes, I was on eBay in high school, and I saw this nautical telescope. I had been on the computer forever, like all night. And I saw this nautical telescope, and it was, like, fairly inexpensive, and I bought it. And I did not need to spend the money on it, and I still have it. And I just look at it. And I'm like, how? Why did I? Why did I buy that? Yeah. It's a cool decoration now, and everyone asks me about it. But I'm like, why would I need a nautical telescope? Hey,
2: maybe to look. Hey, have you ever used it?
1: <laughs> no. No. When am I ever on like a? pirate ship, like to ever <laughs> use a nautical telescope. I don't sail. I don't, I don't have a sailboat Things. M- maybe you
2: could go out to Bodega at some point and you're gonna go look at some Yeah, might,
1: might as well wear an eye patch while I'm at it. You and should. get a parrot because that's the only situation where I'd also need to use a nautical telescope. I'm sure we could find those things on Amazon for <laughs> I you. I don't know. Uh,
2: yeah, I've been ripped off because I was up way too late and I didn't have my common sense that I typically have. Well, to start off with, I don't have a lot of that to begin with. But I was up one night to like one o'clock in the morning. Honestly, I had a few beers in me, and I came across on Etsy a signed photo of John Lennon. And I was like, I'm gonna buy that. That's wow. perfect. I've wanted something like this my entire life. And I was like, only 65 bucks for that? Okay, I'm in. Bought it. It wasn't certified or anything. Turned out, and I read the reviews after the fact. It was definitely not a picture that was signed by John Lennon. It was a photocopy of yeah. it, but definitely not an actual picture of John Lennon. So on that one, I got ripped off, but and I'll definitely never stay up past 10 and buy something online
0: <laughs> ever again. Wake up, Amber and Tanner in the morning. Every morning the country. on Froggy 92.9. Today
1: is National Dog Day. want you to love me like my does, baby. Everyone knows that I have a dog named Remy... Who I adopted in 2018 from a shelter in Georgia. He was only two months old when I adopted him, so we have like a very strong bond. Like I'm his mom. He never really knew his mom, so you know a lot of people are like, "We get it. You think he's your kid, but he is." Yeah. We have each other. Yeah. And Tanner, I know you're a cat person, but just for the sake of National Dog Day, you've had a dog in the past, right?
2: Yeah. I just want to say, for the record, I love dogs too. I just made the decision not to have one. I grew up with dogs and. Uh, Uh, One dog in particular that we loved, his name is Pugsley. He was a shit zoo. And uh, he would run out when I came home from school, from the bus stop. He would say hi to me, and he and I would walk home together every single day. He was a really good dog, and I was happy to have him when I was a kid.
1: Pugsley. Yeah. Where does that name come from? From
2: the Adams family. Oh, yeah. Because uh, shit zoos have kind of a squished face, and so that's where it came from. (laughs) I
1: love that. Um, Well, we want to hear about those warm and fuzzy stories about adopting dogs and like what unique and maybe faithful ways were they brought into your life?
2: Catherine, tell us about that special pup in your life.
1: Well, I
3: had my dog Brandon. He I had him until he was 17 years old from Aww. the time he was three months old. Um, He's since passed away last year. Sorry to hear um, that. But on the day that I went to get him, the, the day I adopted him, I was actually looking for an older dog. And the lady at the rescue said, well, I have one dog I'd like you to see. Um, She said he's three months old. We adopted him out, but we brought him back because when we went to do the follow-up visit, he was being left tied to a tree in the middle of winter all the time. So we took him back, and um, she brought him out, and it was snowing. And I was sitting there in my car, and he had crimped hair from the snow and he had these huge paws and he came and jumped right up in my lap and i was like oh i'll take him (laughs) and then i had him then until he was 17 like i said so we had a long and happy time together he was absolutely meant to be my dog
0: amber and tanner in the morning Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the Morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9.
2: Rick lives in Petaluma and he started taking a new multivitamin and his wife has been teasing him about it that it makes him more irritable. So Barry's going to call him to confront him about his new multivitamin. This, This is just ridiculous. Hello, this is Rick. Rick, my name is Barry Martindale of Martindale & Johnson Attorney Service. I hope you're having a pleasant day.
4: Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Uh, Did you say you're an attorney?
2: I am. I have a report from your wife about a new multivitamin you've been taking. Your wife says that you've been pretty unbearable and uh, irritable these past couple days. Is that true? (laughs)
4: I, I mean, I guess that's kind of a uh yeah like the joke around the house there's no relationship between the multivitamin and mood mood swings or any of that stuff so
2: uh, I, i'm not, I'm not sure where this is going well, that's not what your wife talked to me about uh she wrote me an email this morning and I'll read a little bit to you uh your wife says, since my husband Rick has been taking this multivitamin, he has been unbearable he hasn't been helping around the house, and I hate being around him and she continued to say, please help. Me Barry, you are my only hope. How, how do you know my wife? She is one of my clients sir.
4: She, she said you're my only hope, Barry.
2: That's what she said. Yeah, that's correct.
4: This seems a little uh, <clears throat> I, 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 I don't know I don't know what's going on here Barry with you and 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 my wife but I I, I I don't like what what I'm hearing right now. Prefer it actually, if you stayed out of my family business. Rick, are you jealous? I'm not. No, I'm not jealous. I'm. I'm concerned and confused, Barry. You're directly quoting my wife that she has a concern over me, and she's saying that you're her only hope. I mean, this is ridiculous.
2: I mean, I can see what she's saying now—that you're unbearable. But,
4: okay, I, let me tell you something, Barry. You would need to throttle this back and 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 uh, and and start start to put yourself in check here. Okay, you called me telling me that you're having intimate conversations with my wife about my vitamin
2: intake
0: you've been martindale
2: my name is actually tanner from amber and tanner in the morning i'm froggy 92.9's neighbor dispute i might have gone over the
0: edge for a a second hey man Um, it's all good listen to amber and tanner in the morning every weekday at 755 for the neighbor dispute with barry martindale on Froggy 92.9.
2: What is the most stupid internet challenge you have ever heard of? Amber, the other day you told me about the milk crate challenge. Basically, people have been recording themselves trying to run up a pyramid of milk crates, and it seems like everyone is failing. It's basically you stack them up like a pyramid, and the tallest one is seven milk crates
1: high. You know, it, most people have been failing, except that woman who did it with the high heels on and went viral. Yeah. She made it.
2: Absolutely incredible. With high heels. I have so much respect for that person. Uh, I saw a meme of someone in the army. They said, I will give up my $7,000 a month salary if you complete the milk crate challenge. If you fail, you have to join the army oh my gosh (laughs) that was so funny i loved it oh my gosh i loved it but here's the thing tiktok is now banning the milk crate challenge and they're scrubbing all those videos from tiktok Good. they released a statement that says that they prohibit content that promotes or glorifies dangerous acts and they encourage people to quote exercise caution in their behavior whether online or offline
1: well, just because TikTok's banned it doesn't mean that people are going to stop doing it. They'll yeah. still post it, whether it be on other social media platforms or sending it to each other. Everyone finds a way around it, right? Yeah. And these
2: internet challenges come and go. Most of them are stupid, just going to be honest. Amber, what is the most ridiculous online challenge you've ever heard of?
1: Um, For me, it's got to be the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. So... I don't know if you remember this back in like 2018 or so, but desperate young women were on the internet trying to get lips like Kylie Jenner's. So they would like resort to inserting their lips in some type of glass or jars or things like that and suck the air out of it. And instead of getting like poofy, gorgeous lips, most people got bruised lips.
2: Not smart.
1: And it was uh, it was not cute. <laughs> I remember one, I think it was
2: 2019, where kids were going around in grocery stores, opening containers of ice cream, licking the top of the ice cream, closing the container, and put it back. Ew. And now that we are in COVID times, that gives me so much anxiety to think about all those germs getting spread around. And yeah. uh, thankfully, that one was very short-lived after some kids got arrested.
1: Yeah, because... <laughs> It's disgusting, oh and you a- could spread diseases that way.
2: Absolutely. So we want to hear from you right now. What is the stupidest internet challenge you've heard of?
1: On the line, we've got Dustin from Sebastopol. Uh, you said you tried a very stupid challenge, Dustin. What was it?
2: I, uh, I've actually done the Tide Pod challenge. No. Oh my. I, I broke, like, the seal, and it tasted awful, so I just spit it out. Yeah. I, I went and rinsed my mouth out, like, immediately. The worst taste you can think of,
4: like...
0: Yeah.
2: Like, if you ever got, like, soap in your mouth,
4: and it had, like,
2: some weird powder
0: in it, that's what it tasted like. Amber and Tanner in the morning. morning. Froggy 92.9.
1: Do you get stressed out before vacation? We asked this on our Froggy Facebook page. Got a lot of
2: responses. Like, Becky from Santa Rosa said, yes, because I have to clean before I go on vacation.
1: Nancy from Petaluma also said yes. She said yes because of the workload to ensure things are done. So when you come back, it's not a nightmare to catch up. Tom
2: from Santa Rosa said, yes, my work doesn't get covered while I'm gone. So it's stressful to get ready to leave. And then there's always a huge backlog when I return.
1: So I I feel everyone's pain on this. And I bring this up because I got a call from my friend Maggie that's coming to visit this weekend. And she just goes, I'm so stressed. I'm here to fit. Can you listen to me for a minute? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. It's funny you say this because I was just feeling that way. And we are really excited to see each other. I think everything leading up to taking time off is so stressful. And I can't imagine what she's going through because she has to pack and get on a plane and make sure she's right. on the plane on time. And me, I'm just like... You know, piled with work before I leave. It's yeah. a little different, but I'm still stressed.
2: Yeah, but I think the important thing to think of when you're taking a vacation, even when that work is piling up, is just to think about the excitement of your friend coming to visit or you going on that vacation. If you keep that fire burning in your heart and your soul, I think that will carry you through with that extra workload.
1: Yeah, I know that when she's here and we'll be having a good time that I won't think about work or all the stress leading up to it before. Yeah. But right now, I just feel really overwhelmed. And I'm just like, how am I going to get through the rest of the day with everything I have to do? And mm-hmm. I've tried to work ahead and it just it didn't work. And then other people are out. And it's just like this whirlwind of chaos that comes right before you go on vacation. And it seems like a lot of people on our Facebook page I definitely agree with that. But yeah. you're saying you don't that you don't get stressed out before vacation.
2: I mean, I definitely do. But I try to manage it the best way I can possible trying to get stuff done ahead of time. I feel like the more stuff I get done ahead of time, I can sprinkle a little bit every single day. I mean, it depends on what your job is. Is it something time sensitive? Is it something that this or that? And uh, I, I just genuinely think if you hold on to that excitement, you won't be stressed out.
1: Weird. And you recently went back to Washington State, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to go through like a lot of stress, like with your flight and yeah. things like that. But you, that didn't stress you out?
2: It definitely did. I went through a nightmare trying to get back to Washington. <laughs> and I was definitely stressed, but I was so excited to go back home that I just kept thinking about that and remembering that this is only temporary for right now. Thinking about what's going to happen in a week or just a couple of days kept me going.
1: All right, so how do you feel about vacation? Do you always get stressed out before vacation? Why or why not? Six three six
0: one four six seven. Give us a call. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Wake, wake, wake up every day. Yeah. Waking you up every morning. On Froggy
2: 92.9. When did you make a bad first impression? I'm... <laughs> I think I just did. I met someone that listens to our show recently, and they were super nice. Here's the thing. When I saw them, I had my... AirPods in and their noise canceling headphones so I couldn't hear at all what's going on around me I kind of awkwardly walked by this person while they were looking at me I was like that person's kind of looking at me and so I turned around and just took an AirPod out and they we talked for a little bit and I apologized and explained the situation uh but then after I talked to them I walked away I tripped over my own foot And my backpack fell off. I'm genuinely just a clumsy person and like, I hope they still listen to the show. But if I were them, I would have been like, Tanner's a way more awkward person than I would have ever imagined.
1: Well, you're just putting thoughts into their head. Maybe they didn't think anything of it.
2: I hope not.
1: Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Maybe. But I think
2: I just have this fear that I probably made a horrible first impression. I probably didn't, and I'm way overthinking it.
1: I get why you might feel that way. Yeah. But, uh, Amber, have you ever
2: thought in your heart and soul you made a bad first impression? Maybe you did or maybe you didn't after the fact?
1: I mean, all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. Uh, People generally think that I'm very mean. And that that's I'm, not true. Yeah, and I, well, I don't feel like I mean, I'm just not like bubbly i think that i'm friendly and i think once people get to know me they're like okay well she's she's kind of nice i guess <laughs> she's kind of she nice. nice but yes. you know one bad impression that i could think of right now is with one of my soccer coaches in high school i had a good rapport with my previous soccer coach yeah and then he left and with this new soccer coach he didn't really understand me and he didn't understand like me as a person as right. well as a player so we got off on the wrong foot and he benched me a lot. He benched you a lot? Yeah. Dang. But we we, we came to some, some sort of agreements, and we got to know each other better, and, and things started getting better.
2: Good. A lot of people, uh, first impressions are so scary, because sometimes when you meet someone, that's the only shot you got. Right. And that's the case for Randy for Pendaluma. He says, this isn't about me. It's about another person. Whenever I'm on a date, I analyze how respectful they are to servers. I've watched a lot of bad first impressions, and I never go on a date with someone if they aren't extremely nice.
1: Hannah from Crew Lake said, when I met Tim McGraw at Country Summer, I was so excited to talk with him, um, and I kept interrupting him. I had a total fangirl moment, and Tim probably thinks I'm a weirdo. And Tony from Santa Rosa says, when I took my wife on our first date, I got into a fender bender. I'm shocked she gave
2: me a second chance, but we've been happily married for 11 years.
1: Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92. Today is National Dog Day, so it's time for a game called Name the Famous Doggy. I'm going to play four clips from TV shows and movies, and Tanner has to guess the famous dog. Now, Tanner, if you guess the TV show or movie, that's fine. You get a point, and you get an extra point if you guess the name of the dog. Cool beans. So, you get four points. I'll buy you a... Pumpkin Spice Latte.
2: My favorite.
1: If you get eight points, I'll put four shots of espresso in it. Ooh,
2: that's especially my favorite. I'm going to be bouncing off the walls. I really want to get these dogs correct now.
1: (laughs) Okay, are you ready?
2: I am ready. Let's go.
1: Here's clip number one. It was plain to see that
2: my old pet needed someone. But if it were left up to Roger, we'd be bachelors forever. But if it was left for Roger, we'd be bachelors forever. I'm going to go with
1: Air Bud. No. No. Try again, I'll give you another guess. Just uh, name just name a movie.
2: Uh Marley and me. No! I don't know a lot of dog movies. You <laughs> can't tell.
1: It was 101 Dalmatians. Oh, okay. And the doggy is Pongo. Pongo. Alright, here's the second clip. You ready? Ready. Hey, wait up! Oh, appreciate the shot, man. Thought I'd never get out of that mailroom.
2: Never thought I'd get out of that ma- Okay, now I'm going with Airbud.
1: No! I'll give you a hint. Has to do with aliens
2: do with E.T.?
1: No. <laughs> it's uh, Men in Black and the dog is Frank. Oh. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Now I want to watch that when I go home. Okay, I have a feeling you'll get this one. I'll give you a hint. It's a cartoon. Okay. Here's clip number three.
0: I have just met you and I love you.
1: You want me to play
0: it again? Yeah, one more time. I have just met you and I love you.
1: I have just met you and I loved you. I have no idea. I'm- so it's a dog with like a robot collar. So when it barks, it talks.
2: When it barks, it talks.
1: Because of the collar.
2: Oh my gosh. Is it? Is it The Simpsons?
1: No. It's Doug from Up. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. You're, you're going to get this last one right, if okay? I, if
2: I don't, I'm just going to cry. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's Scooby.
1: Scooby, dooby,
0: doo. <laughs> where are you? I'll get you Scooby ass. work to do now. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy
3: 92.